Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I'm Miley. And I'm Mandy. And we are thrilled you are back with us for the second episode of our July series on... Booze? <laughs> Summer Sippin' Series? Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Summer Sippin' Series Part 2. Yes. But before we get to the episode, what is new and good with you, Mandy? Well, I'm super excited to be back in the home studio with you. Oh, home studio and Arizona. Air, yeah, I'm also, I'm trying not to sound sarcastic. I'm so excited to be back in Arizona <laughs> where it was 114 degrees today. How, mu- how, how, how much, what was it in Georgia and um, how humid? Because it's dry here in Arizona. Really humid. So yesterday we were wandering around Centennial Olympic Park. So it's the park that was done when the Olympics went to Atlanta in 1996. Wow. The Olympic Games were there that year. And they put up this whole park. It's got all the flags. It's really cool. Really nice, really nice park. But we were wandering around there and it was only about 85, 85 and 70% humidity. Holy moly. But there was a bit of clouds hmm. and we never saw any rain. We were super happy about that. But... uh it was cloudy so the sun wasn't beating directly on us but it was still really warm even when you were not in the shade like under trees at the park Ah. it was still pretty warm you could feel the heat from the sun through the clouds um but yeah the whole weekend we were in georgia one two three four about five days and it was warm 85 90 maybe 90 ish when we landed Real toasty, real toasty. And some days, I think we were playing cornhole one day at the cabin. And I mean, it was just sticky. It's like you barely move, you know, and you're just so sticky. And I think we looked at the humidity and it said 91. (laughs) That was the same day it rained. It did start to rain. We had really good thunderstorms one night down there um, and some rain the next night, too. But uh, yeah, it was wild. And you went on a really beautiful hike with a waterfall we did i don't know if you can really call it a hike there call is, it a hike. yeah there's a hike there we did move you got some <laughs> feet under your we drove feet. up to the top up where like the waterfall kind of begins mm-hmm. and then we went down this staircase of 400 and some steps yeah that's a hike yeah to the to the to like the outlook of the falls mm-hmm. and beautiful. took a bunch of photos trying yeah. to avoid all the other people taking photos and then walked our happy asses back up the stairs I like it. I'm like feeling it. it today in my calves a little oh, bit. I thought you were going to say you're feeling it in your booty. I wish I was. I guess my booty gets a lot more workout than my calves. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking I need to do some more booty workouts. Yeah. I was looking. I was wearing a pair of jeans the other day and I was like, mm, don't like my booty in my jeans. So you got I that disease? No ass at all? <laughs> no ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to pump up my butt. <laughs> I got to do some, some stuff. So Mr. Boyfriend wrote me these little post-it notes that you can see oh. here nearby and it's oh. all booty workout stuff. No way. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, my ass is already like pretty well off, Mm. (laughs) but he's like, yeah, do more. (laughs) Oh, oh, he's a booty guy. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Okay. So he wrote a whole, your partner's like, yeah, right. So he wrote a whole series of booty workouts and I'm like, it's fine because that's a strong muscle for me. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And on women, that tends to be one of our larger muscle groups, like quads, hamstrings, glutes. I know. Yeah. Again, when I wore my jeans the other day, my. My thighs, my quad, they were just bigger than I want them to be. <laughs> so. That's for women. That's common. Yeah. Like we don't have huge shoulders and biceps yeah. and triceps. And that's, that's our muscle groups there for yeah. probably for birth and babies or something. I don't sense. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but yes, um, I, you know, you can't go wrong working out yeah, in no, general, I just lifting weights. Back into some discipline. I think my word of the summer is discipline. I'm going to you know, commit to the things I say, I'm going to set boundaries or try to follow the boundaries that I set. Actually, I would love and a, a, an outtakes episode where we outtake from each episode where you say my word of the blank is blank. 
there's always a word of the season there's a word of the month there's a word of the year there's like my word for 2022 is blank and it's like so funny i want to string them all together well i you know english isn't my best language but i like to i think it's a great way for me to learn and i think it's great you always like pick this word you're like this is my word of the month or this is my word of the summer and i'm like i can't keep up with all her words like i've already forgotten the last one but i know you had one a couple months ago you're like my word of 2022 is this and it's like um you know it's like always some like cheerleader motivating word she's like like, i'm like i'm trying to i'm determined i'm like (laughs) fortitude um, like, oh man she's like yeah. resilient <laughs> or it's like focused it's like my word of the day is pilot <laughs> she's like i will be a pilot i will be yes one day you should update us on your pilot situation because uh, we got together socially yeah. as we mentioned recently yes. with the girls and i know you passed your oral i passed my no i passed my written test. oh you passed the written i passed my written test in early june and then a week later got covid then was grounded like grounded as in i like, couldn't fly because my yeah. my delayed sense of reaction and all that is not safe and fit for me to pilot okay so i grounded myself until about last week and went on my first pilot lesson in a long time jazz hands yeah Yay. jazz hands yeah it's been like three and a half weeks and so it's, i was already nervous because I, you know i just am a nervous ball of wreck but you, do. Uh, you have all the my, nerves for both yeah. of us <laughs> and uh, but my first lesson back was with steven and he was really wonderful and we both knew that we weren't sure about my reaction time and my you know so he was fully prepared like he always is but even more so because i told him like i'm not sure how i'm gonna be and i don't know and i had postponed myself even a week after i felt i was ready to come back and i actually did really well i uh, my recall for my maneuvers it only took me a little bit of time to uh, to to get used to it uh there was a few radio calls that i missed and it, again it was just re, uh, trying to process everything that the radio or the tower had said to me and trying to figure out what to repeat back and what not to repeat back and so my delay there was definitely noticeable but my uh my maneuvers were good and uh and and steven said uh he was really proud of me so so next step is the oral Next step is the oral and the practical. All of this, you take it oh, both. So, well, okay. the plan is you always take it. You try to take it both. So yeah. usually you'll do like the oral at you know eight a.m. in the morning, and if you pass it, and it's usually anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours. If you mm-hmm. pass it, then you go right into the practical like mm-hmm. an hour later. You just head uh, straight out of yeah, the airfield. Right on. Okay. But if you fail the oral, then then obviously you just don't do the practical. Okay. But the goal is to prepare for the oral and the practical. And uh, how different is the oral exam versus the written? It's it's similar, but the oral is all about st- the the DPE, the de- the deputy pilot examiner. Uh-huh. They actually present it like a storyline. So you mm. have to actually even though for the written test, it was all of, about like memorizing regulations and rules and all this stuff. This now is like I have to apply problems, it. like yeah. word problems. So the DPE might say like, oh, you know, you plan on taking uh, a couple of your friends on a flight at 9 p.m. at night. What are some of the things that you need to consider based on your license, based on what you're allowed to do and not to do? And what's the difference between flying during the day versus nighttime? And so uh, it's a lot of applying what I learned in the written into the oral. And the oral part is going to have a lot of weather, whereas the written did not have a lot of weather. So I'm going to have to really polish up on my weather and a lot of explaining why I do what I do when I'm planning out flights because the mm-hmm. written was about ca- math ca- calculations yeah. and things like that. Now I actually have to calculate in real life. The DPE might give me a scenario and I have to be able to calculate certain things and then he or she will probably say like, well, what happens if this happens? Like what, what, is, what has to happen if this emergency happens here and you have to divert to another airport and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. All stuff you're very practiced at because I've listened to you talk about all of those <laughs> instances and you've flown in so many yeah, different I, weathers and times yeah, of day. And I, I have. <laughs> and you've been with people. I mean, obviously, there's always been someone in the plane mm-hmm. with you with the exception of your solo trips. But like you've always had someone in the plane with you. So I feel like it's not hard for you to figure out. No, it's it's not hard. It to almost seems out. easier to sit down and listen to somebody give you a story and put it together versus having to memorize all the rules. Exactly. And it, it will be. I think I just uh, I am nervous about it. And I just yeah. there's just little things that I want to polish up and 
um I, i'd rather and the thing is you can sit in the oral with all of your books and resources so like we have this phrase like use oh. all available resources and you're allowed to use resources but i want to make sure i know the material well enough so that if i don't recall it i know where i can remember where to look yeah so if it's a question about um the the requirements to even hold a pilot's license i want to know what section of the far aim which is the regulations book uh what section of the firings i should look to get the answer so mm. i just want to be comfortable do you have enough. a time frame for the oral and practical you know i was thinking maybe i should stop having time frames because <laughs> every time i have a time frame i end up uh, something happens but i you know i can't help but think of a time frame so i'm hoping for september oh that'd be great yeah because there's a lot of it's a lot like being set I, I've, I've had a huge setback because of covid both piloting and work wise yeah and so i just need to catch up with work and uh and then uh slowly ease my way back into the piloting thing and i'm in no rush and the weather's not i wasn't really happy with get taking my oral and my practical in the summertime anyways because yeah. the heat here so hot. it reduces the performance of the aircraft and so yeah. i and that's something that you know you want to be mindful of as a pilot so i don't want to yeah. yeah for people listening the low overnight right now in phoenix is 89 and 90 like <laughs> it never gets cooler than 90 yeah. degrees and that's in the middle of the fucking and night so like when a, the sun comes out it gets hot real quick exactly it's hot by 7 30 and oh, so yeah. my flights have been uh at 5 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and then we're done by like 7 7 30 because it's so hot sweltering and, so, mm -hmm. and then it's usually a hundred and 10 112 by 11 a.m is it like a bikram yoga studio in those oh, planes yeah. up there? Who needs, well i was gonna say like <laughs> who needs to go to hot yoga just do yoga outside yeah oh yeah that too but i'm just wondering about yeah. the plane because i mean uh, you're actually, not cracking no. the what windows open are you uh, we have air vents but the thing oh. is the cooler you increase you in go. altitude the uh, cooler it is actually so okay. it actually isn't too hot up there because oh, i'm nice. up at about 5,500 feet okay. so it's actually pretty nice and it's in the morning time. So yeah. for every for every thousand feet that you gain in altitude, you lose two degrees. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's actually pretty nice. I mean, I'm okay. losing like 10 degrees at 7 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. It's pretty nice. Okay. Not yeah. as bad as on the ground. Yeah, not too bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm excited to. And I, um, I'm going to fly with Courtney for the first time later this week. We'll cool. see how that goes. And then I'm going to schedule a flight with Camilla, who's the other instructor that I might be flying with. And I'll see oh, who. Are these the two new instructors yeah. you're interviewing? And they're okay. both female pilots, which yes. is nice. And I just I just need someone to help me finish that, get, get to the finish line. Yeah. You know, and so, and I've had to, you know, I think this, again, it's been a theme, but just overcoming discouraging thoughts i thought she was gonna give us another word well i yeah i thought of it <laughs> then i was like the word but it doesn't it can't be a word because the word it should always be a positive word and the word yes. that i was thinking of was discouraging and i was like that's not a good word right so you just I have to erase those a, old yeah. tapes and mm -hmm. we've talked about that a lot yeah but yeah. it's good and and so yeah yeah mm -hmm. cool good your birthday's coming up my birthday is this week boop, boop, boop. um yeah, this was coming out on the birthday song. <laughs> it isn't very long. Hey, uh, my let's see. This comes out on Wednesday. My birthday is Friday. Yes. yes. So uh, happy birthday to me. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just doing something chill this year. I got a gift for you. I oh, finally gosh. figured out what I was getting for you. I'm so excited. I want to give it to you right now. More than the kettle corn. <laughs> yeah, the kettle corn was part one. Uh, but you got me a gift and I would like to reenact how you get. So, oh, yes. so you do. brought me this. You're like, oh, go ahead. I you, said, this is not a fancy wrapping job, but it is something wrapped for you. And then I found it on my travels in Georgia. In Georgia. And I thought of her. Yep. And uh, and then you're like, it's something we just talked about recently. So then this is me mm -hmm. opening the paper. And it's actually lovely paper. At first, I thought it was a napkin, <laughs> but it's actually tissue paper. So it's yeah. yeah. So I opened up and then I saw something sparkly and green and blue and yellow. And then I was like, oh. <gasps> And it's in this cute little box with yeah. a window top. Um, and it's a vac, not a vacuum. Is uh, it considered a vacuum? Nope, oh, just a just wine a bottle wine stopper. Yeah, just a wine bottle stopper. So now I'm so excited to drink wine so I can use my wine stopper. Yes. And so. it has a beautiful butterfly with green and yellow wings. Yeah, so a handmade little glass topper on the wine stopper i'm so excited i'm gonna go home drink a bottle of wine so that i can use it take a picture of it a snap and <laughs> and uh so instagram fun. it when we saw it i i thought uh i thought oh gosh miley doesn't have one of these because you had borrowed one of mine once yeah. 
And I remember you being like, oh, is that what that thing is? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how are you storing your, I know you're not finishing bottles of wine on your own. No. So like, how are you storing wine? You know, when you don't have a screw off at the top. <laughs> and so I saw it and I knew you didn't have yeah. one. And I thought it was, so. looked at all of them. There was like a cool little froggy. And there were some that was just a big heart, but I thought the butterfly one was the most to you. I do love butterflies. One, I because, thought of you because, you, know, you know, know, spread your wings yeah, and fly. Spread, and, yep, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm all about spreading my wings. It was very Mariah Carey, 1997. It is. I'm actually singing, I'm, I'm, I'm repracticing, repracticing a song that I used to sing by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston because I'm going to oh, be I love participating. that one, that Prince of Arabia. Yeah. I Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Um, Egypt. There you I'm go. I'm going to sing that song at this big fundraiser event uh, in a couple of weeks. We're raising money for um, women and children in Ukraine. Who's singing with you? That's a duet. I know it's a duet. I don't have anybody. If anybody <gasps> is interested in singing, Mandy, would you like to sing with I me? I would, but no one would like to hear that. Oh, but I, I know the whole song. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. When you believe. Uh, could I so. lip sync? Are you singing Whitney or Mariah? I can sing either. I'll lip sync the other. Sing? Okay. <laughs> Done. Let's go. Yeah, super excited that I get to be a part of that event. And then... Um, I wish I knew someone who could sing. Like, you have to... I mean, those are big voices. They are big voices. Yeah. The huge voices. Yeah. I wouldn't attempt it, but I really love that song. And I think it's very fitting for it's, the situation. It's a great song. Yeah. Wait, tell me again what the fundraiser's for. Um, women and children in Ukraine because of the war. Yeah. So, so we're going to donate the money for um, clothing and food and uh, other basic necessities they need. What organization is this? All of the Asian communities in Arizona are coming together. Oh. And so we're just putting we're putting all of our efforts into it. There's about uh, 70 performances, 70 performers. And uh, and so there's the Filipino cool. community, the Chinese community, the Thai community, uh, Vietnamese, of course, and then uh, other Asian ones that I can't think of right now. And the Korean, Ukraine and Japanese, the Ukraine. So all the Asian ones plus Ukraine, cool. like people who are Ukraine American are uh, going to be here at the event. So nice. So yeah. is there somewhere people can go to buy tickets or do you watch online and donate? Yeah, there's How going can to our be, listeners yeah. get oh, involved. I wasn't even thinking about that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think the organizers are coming out with uh, there's going to be a website and a link. And as soon as I get the information, I should get it tomorrow. I'll oh. be the MC actually. So I'm emceeing. Oh. I'm singing the anthem, emceeing, and I'm going to sing the, the song. And it's a live so event. Like it's you, a live we event. We need to buy tickets to uh, see it. Yes. Tickets. It'll be Saturday. The last. No, not the last Saturday. Um, the second to last Saturday. Is that July 24th? Maybe. Yeah. Or 23rd. Oh, in July. In July. It's, it's in two the weeks. 30th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. A week before that. So 23rd. Okay. 30 minus 7 is 23. So oh, yeah. You said second to last. Saturday, Sorry. 23rd. Okay. Uh, it'll be in Phoenix. West Phoenix, maybe. I should know better. Is it a hotel uh, or? No, it's going to be at a church because oh. um, they were able to get the church, do like the space donated. donated, which was great. And it fits about 700 people. And we're anticipating oh. about 500 people. So, okay. yeah. That's a big church. I know. It's it's the auditorium. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. The stage is nice. And Churches I have just, so much money. I know. <laughs> mm. We're not going to get into yeah. it. Don't worry, listener. <laughs> uh, and I also, got, I also got to sing the anthem at the uh, Diamondbacks game. So mm. it was all about don like getting people to, to sign up and register as a donor. So they thought it was really neat if me, a healthcare provider, could sing the anthem. So that was a lot of fun. Awesome. And thank you for letting me borrow your Diamondback shirt. Of course. And it was, did I see Donor for Life and all the little mm -hmm. things, the tables yeah. that were set up around the place? Were they getting people to sign they up? They were. It was wonderful. Getting people to sign up or re reaffirm, like recommit. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have to do that every time you do a driver's license here in AZ or does it expire at some point? If you... I don't know, but okay. they were asking like they were asking for driver's licenses and, and things. So I think nice. every time you renew your license, they'll ask again. So you could opt out, yeah. I guess. And so they just want to want to know that you reaffirm. OK, because maybe cool. religions change like yeah. somebody might do. Yeah. Have a change in a major life change that would yeah. change that, I guess. That's so. cool. It didn't look like a super highly attended game. But I know you sing early and I people do. arrive late. It is. Yeah, people. It actually got really full by the second or third inning. Oh, good. But not, you know, yeah. there were so many empty seats when I was singing. Yeah, so I, I noticed. Was like, I was like, so sad. these people missed the best damn anthem of the season. <laughs> oh, thank you. If only they should tell people who's singing the anthem no, ahead of time. And then everyone would know yeah. to get there and sing. So I posted this in like. I don't know, every Instagram account Thank I think you. I run. And uh, Ryan, one of our former guests, uh, our registered dietitian, Ryan Geiger, she um, 
she commented on it she she just like replied back to my story about how great it was and i said and we were joking and laughing about it was unfair the amount of talents that you have because oh. you're she said she's so good at everything no, <laughs> no i'm not good at cooking okay there's one <laughs> I, i'm not good at a lot of things i just don't I let anybody about know <laughs> about all, I, I don't talk about the bad things that i do you're I like <laughs> okay at cooking though like I'm, i mean I'm okay. you're not terrible you can read a recipe and follow it most of the yeah i guess sometimes yeah. So I think I just get caught up with the timer part. Yeah, I mean, you're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Timers. Timers aside, yeah. <laughs> you can read a recipe and cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow instructions very well. I try to. And that's I mean, all yeah. you need to cook. Yeah, maybe. Like, you might not be out here writing a recipe, like yeah. writing a cookbook, but that doesn't mean you're not yeah. a good cook. Well, you know. And you're willing to learn. I'm trying to. Counts like for to. a lot. I think we all like to learn. Not everyone. <laughs> you know, speaking of past guests, it reminds me of Debbie and your oh, yes. skin looks positively glowing. Debbie, uh, I saw Debbie today with all a glow and she did a facial on me today. Uh, I'm seeing her about every two months now and she did microdermabrasion on me, which I've oh. never had done. What do you think about that? I've never done microderm and I hear that it's actually very good for your skin and mm -hmm. very healthy and did it hurt? Do Didn't you? hurt at all. Okay. She uses only the small tip instead mm -hmm. of the larger tip. I guess there's different size suction tips uh -huh. that like, like it like blasts little things on you, but also oh. pulls the skin because oh. I think it's like exfoliating. So it sucks off the skin while it's like pumicing you or whatever it's doing. I don't know. It's this little tip. But she uses a small one, so it can be used because I have some areas that have rosacea. Since I was small, I've had these like patches. And she has somebody that she's been doing it on for maybe six months. And she says she's seeing reduced redness on that person. She goes, I'd like to try it on you. I'm like, sure, do whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I hear. Like long term yeah. microderm abrasion or whatnot is really yeah. healthy for resolving some of the skin issues that many people. Yeah, have. I was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, my, nothing about that really bothers me in general. Okay. But I'm like, yeah, go for it. See what happens. Oh, okay. I'm like, as long as it won't leave me red, like it's not like a chemical peel or anything it's not gonna leave me red and flaky and you know sloughing off my face come my birthday this weekend I was yeah, like do whatever you want <laughs> so she did that and um I did a we did a pumpkin peel and the microdermabrasion oh, pumpkin peel yeah I hear pumpkin is very good for this yes skin. she uses that one on me pretty regularly oh. there was a different one she used on me once that smells it, they all have very natural ingredients with fruits and veggies in them because everything she uses is vegan, but really high quality stuff. And one she used, I mean, had maybe passion fruit or something in it. And it, I mean, it kind of smelled like rotting fruit. It was oh. like a borderline between good and stinky, but a smell that was almost kind of addicting. Oh. Like you, you know, and it's all over your face for a few minutes. Have so. you ever smelled jackfruit? Uh, Yes. It smell when you said like a fruit that smells, it made me think of jackfruit. But then yeah. when I eat jackfruit, it's just so good. Yeah, ripe jackfruit tastes like juicy fruit bubble gum. It's yeah. like it's so. But fruity. then like you smell it, and it's it like smells odd. Yeah, yeah. And I've never smelled or eaten durian, but that's a yeah. That smells. It's very similar to jackfruit. Yeah, like as in the smell, but really? then it tastes good. You know, like the whole. Yeah. yeah, I can't bring myself to go near durian mm. or try it. They won't even let you have it on the trains in a lot of countries in oh, Asia. Oh, we have it here in the Asian markets because you can get durian ice cream with, with uh, chunks of durian in it at uh, Miss Dessert. What? Would you like to go is on a good? date to Miss Dessert with me? Where is that? Mesa? It's in Mesa. Is it's it vegan? It's really cute. I'm sure they can make it vegan. Huh. Because... Yeah. Do they, they can use I mean a lot of Asian desserts use coconut milk. We don't... Yeah. I mean a lot of Asians are lactose intolerant so we rarely mm. use cow milk we are usually coconut milk people mm. and so many of our desserts are coconut milk yeah. ice and fruit cool you just need to make sure that they don't use any of the jelly beans or whatnot like they, they use jelly stuff and some of that is um gelatin yeah gelatin but okay. you can get like red there's like red bean desserts that are mo probably oh, yeah. vegan fee free yeah yeah i've had some they're not vegan free i apologize <laughs> that vegan are friendly the vegan friendly yeah <laughs> uh what are those little is it mochi or something boba balls no, the b oh. bigger ones. Oh, oh. They have a red bean paste inside. I think I bought some for us Mochi one time. balls. Mochi ice cream. Yeah. The ice cream itself inside is vegan, I think. But the, 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 the outer layer that has, has gelatin in, I think. Oh, I've had some before that are just like that bean paste in the middle oh. with that like yeah. dough on the outside. Yeah, and isn't that dough? Isn't there gelatin in that dough? Uh, not the ones I found, oh, but good. I think some of them Dude. aren't vegan friendly, yeah. but some of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's and a Japanese dessert. dessert. 
Oh yes, you're correct. Mochi, mochi is a Japanese dessert. Yes. But hey, we're all Asian. We're all one world. <laughs> I was ju- I just came back from speaking at ASU um, at the Global Business Program that they have, oh. and I was talking about like we're one world, and we were talking about uh, some of the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals, and I was specifically there speaking on the goal of goal number three, which is about promoting good health and well-being. And so I was mm. talking about. Uh, like we're one world helping each other out because I had students there's students from all over the world in that class yeah. and I was talking about like well, well you know when you have good health what do you think about like what does that mean and what does well-being mean and stuff and someone one of the students raised his hand and he was like um, it's about like being kind to one another I mean we're one mm. world we're one race we should be like taking care of each other and you know yeah so yes Japanese dessert it's okay like Vietnamese desserts <laughs> whatever we're all one world <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm down for anything yay I don't discriminate on yeah. desserts <laughs> or food for the most part yeah. I'm pretty good yeah. with anything mm-hmm. yeah. yeah let's do it miss dessert putting it on the calendar yes yes yay. I'm into it it's also my birthday week which makes me think I forgot to order myself a birthday cake <gasps> oh no <sighs> I have to get on that where do you usually get your birthday cakes I don't you make your own uh, sometimes or I just don't bother because I don't really care oh. usually everybody else wants the cake so I make oh. one um I'm thinking of getting one from Ooh Mama my friend has a vegan cheese she does vegan cream cheese oh. and then she uses her fermented cream cheese and makes cheesecakes Ooh. yeah so I chatted with her already and she said she would make one and then I forgot to like place the order because oh, we were out of town and all that jazz but I'm hoping she'll have something I can ask her yeah. Okay. I'm super excited to celebrate you. Thank you. And uh, spend some time with you. I wasn't going to be in town, I but know. now I am. So I'm super excited to get to spend your birthday with you. It's good. I'm glad I'm home because I'm still so exhausted. Yeah. Easily. So next week we'll catch everybody up on my birthday shenanigans. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We'll have another summer sipping series next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We haven't decided which one it's going to be. So I was just thinking that tuned. too. I was like, what are we talking about next week? <laughs> yeah. But this week we're talking about white wine. Yes. <laughs> we tried I think just two this episode just two but yeah. I learned a lot because we we're you were talking even though we tried two mm-hmm. we also talked about some of the other things that even though we didn't try you gave us a lot of enlightenment about yeah so it's a bit of wine chatter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah super excited what makes what why things why yeah. white wines are the way they are versus red wines etc yeah. etc et yeah so I hope our listeners enjoy as do I Today we are going to continue our July extravaganza on being a wino. <laughs> introducing Miley to wines and introducing me to wines. Well, right? He, I mean, I never had those Moscatos that oh, we tried. Oh, right. Okay. So you're introducing yeah. me to some things. Aw, I thought this was a one-way street, but it's a two-way street. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning all about the wines you drink. <laughs> The really, 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 really sweet ones. (laughs) (laughs) They have a little higher residual sugar than I would normally (laughs) gravitate towards. What are your favorites? My favorite... Kinds of wines. Kinds of wines. I guess maybe, okay, red or white. Uh, You know, I'm having a hard time picking. Ever since I did this wine course, Uh I, I just, I got to try so many different wines that I had, I've tried a lot of wines over the years, but... I got to really understand what a good example oh. of a lot of wines are. There were, I think, 14, 12 or 14 that came with the kit when I ordered, when I got this class. They sent us all these mini bottles of wine, and then we would taste them during uh, Zoom calls with the teacher, and we had, you know, read about the wines leading up to the course. So I just really got to experience good examples of a lot of varietals, which made me enjoy a lot of new varietals. And I have a greater appreciation for white wine, having tasted so many and learned about some new ones. Like I had never had a Chablis. I've never even heard of a Chablis. Right. But I just (laughs) like the word. I'm going to start using that word a lot. Yeah. Stop being a Chablis. It's a, a, Chablis (laughs) is a great white wine and it's a region in France. And if you, you know, part of this class I learned to read labels and I picked a Chablis like you can I had a good Chablis so it's like learning how to read the labels learning that the regions in France what they're known for and uh, the type of wine that is normally produced from those grapes helps you if you're looking for something a little drier if you're looking for something a little sweeter if you're looking for something to go with spicy food versus a fish dinner, a chicken dinner, a tofu dinner, whatever it might ah. be, um, reading the understanding the labels 
it just helps yeah, me pair like food like a little it. bit better. Okay, cool. So yeah. today we are exploring white wines. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, when I think white wine, I think, oh, it's like a clear lemony white color yes. versus the red wines that are obviously red. So, uh, <laughs> and then that's, that's about all I know about white wine. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Uh, white wines, so white wines are made from white grapes and they are, uh, uh, how do you put this? Um, so skin contact isn't really a thing with white wines. Skin They're, like the grape skin. Right. So right. when they are smashing the fruit with red wines, you get the color because the skin is pressed and left in contact with the wine, turns it a color. The amount of time you press leaves Darker. a different, uh, more color. Got it. White wines, the, the grapes are really light. They're sort of a green color yeah I was gonna say I've seen green uh yeah so they're sort of a green bright green kind of color yeah. when they're picked I don't have any good pictures here to show you unfortunately um but so you don't really press the skins with these types of grapes they don't doesn't impart a color on them uh white wines will get their color from I mean the grape but yeah. the aging process can impart color so if there are eight if there's a wine that you would age in oak barrels mm -hmm. I should have brought one that's aged in oak I'm not sure if this one maybe has a little bit of oak on it so the two that you brought today are I brought a Florina which uh -huh. is a new to me label Okay. I've not had Florina wines before. Okay. And I don't always go for wines made with organic grapes, but that was appealing. I was like, sure, let's try it. Sometimes I feel like you get bamboozled with organic grapes. Some, I can appreciate winemakers that take a very minimalistic approach to making their wine because it really lets you see what the fruit is about. Okay. Versus manipulating it with all sorts of things oh. in the winemaking process. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so when it says organic, it means minimal. It means the grapes adjustments were just are grown organically. So Got you. So this actually has another little label on it: certified organic. I think it's a California growers. Okay. So it's a California wine. It's bottled and cellared by Florina Cellars in Heldsburg, California, which is up near Napa. Mm -hmm. And this is a Sauvignon Blanc. Got it. I would not normally buy a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. From California. So there's all sorts of things Why on this label. Why wouldn't you normally buy a Sauvignon Blanc from California? I just don't think they do the best job gotcha. with Sauv Blanc. Okay. Where would you recommend for a Sauv Blanc? Sauv Blanc, if, you're gonna, if you want to get a Sauv Blanc that's really good, look for one that comes from New Zealand. New Zealand. Specifically Marlborough. Marlborough. Yes. M-A-L-B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Oh, got you. Okay. I think it's Marlborough. New I think Zealand. I, Sauv Blanc. <laughs> yes. So, um... Marlborough, sort of like Marl. the cigarette. Like the cigarette, as I yeah. say, sounds like Spelled slightly cigarette. differently, but very similar to that. Okay. So this is a California. California is typically just too warm for, Sau for Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Huh. They usually like a cooler climate. Huh. So I look forward to hearing your uh, opinion on this then. Since me too. Yeah. It's the one we'll try last. Okay. I think cool. it might be the one you like the most. Oh, you think so? Yes. Okay. Sauvignon Blanc has a very... Uh, uh, what's the word of like it's very fruit tends to be very fruit forward like there's lots of herbaceous and floral and like in New Zealand especially that mm -hmm. if you get them from that Marlborough region fruity like it tastes tropical it tastes like peaches and apricots stone fruits and pineapple and mango oh it's okay just, sounds kind of like me it's a tropical fruit salad in your mouth but it's not overly sweet they have lots of bright acid so your mouth just waters and it's so good. Nice okay. mouthfeel, real easy to drink wines. I like it. Sweet. Um, this one's from California. Again, California is usually too warm, so I'm curious to see what they're up to. I don't know where these were grown. Wait, no, I'm sorry. So talk know. about the second one that you said. This one is also from California. <laughs> this is also California. So similar to our Moscato episode, uh -huh. this is not a label I would normally buy because... And, and it... What is it? So this is a white table wine. Okay, that's like a type of wine. <laughs> I'm so, like, it's not Sauv Blanc because it doesn't say Sauv Blanc. Right. It's not Chardonnay because it doesn't say Chardonnay. <laughs> I was like, I'm lost already. I am totally lost. I'm okay. Done. So a white table wine, that means it's a blend. And a blend would be a blend of different grapes? Yep. It's going to be a blend of white grapes to make a very easy drinking. Like a table wine is some, a label, a term you're going to see for something that's supposed to kind of be easy to drink. It's not Kind of like be, a punch. 
Maybe. It's not going to be necessarily fruit forward or like sweet or fruity. Sorry, I meant like punch as in like a mixture of oh yes of stuff together. Because sometimes, you know, the party punch is a mixture of a bunch of stuff. Indeed. Everybody's punch recipe is a little different. Yeah. Same thing with okay. a blend. Got it. So Got it. I, I flipped this over when I saw it. I was really mm-hmm. intrigued because this was the only bottle of this wine left at the store. Oh. They had a bunch by this label of the red, uh-huh. but only one of the white, which was so intriguing. So I was that's like, a good sign because yeah. if so many people are buying it because there's only, you know, one left, then I was be... it piqued my curiosity and I had to buy it. I was like, there's only one left. It's, it's a pretty label one. too. Yeah. I like the right. leaves and the... A little yeah. sort of like ragweed and wildflower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it does say that it's vegan friendly. Oh. It does say that it's naturally gluten free and it's made with packaged with recycled materials. What makes a wine not vegan? So they winemakers can, white wines are often, a lot of wines are often filtered and fined which means removing sediment and pieces. And sometimes white wines, when they look really, really, you have to get them clear, right? They're uh-huh. not as attractive yeah. if they're really cloudy. Yeah, that makes so sense. So when they're finding wines, uh, they will eat, sometimes use products uh, that are basically egg white derived or fish bladder derived. Whoa. Oh, like the actual thing that they use to find or fill. Is it yeah, another like word for filter. filter? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So this. The liquid or the grape or the stuff they put in the actual wine isn't, but because they they filter the wine through a thing that is either fish bladder and or... Yes. So oh. it's important to note that this doesn't leave any residual in the wine. Uh-huh. Like there's never any egg in the wine. So you're not going to have an egg allergy with a wine that was refined using albumin. But if you... You know, there are some people who want to stick with products that aren't using any animal byproducts yeah. in their process. Oh. And I was always so curious because I was like, I, I like thought that, I, I was like, it's grapes. <laughs> so what makes it not vegan? Yeah. Are they swirling a fish around <laughs> in there? What's happening? I was like, I don't, okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Yes. So it's the product being used to filter. Yes to achieve the transparency. Yeah, it's like clarifying and finding process. I love this. I love learning about this stuff. Okay, cool. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah, so this one, naturally occurring sulfites, um, no added sulfites. Again, I talked about that a little bit in the Moscato episode. Sulfites are a naturally occurring thing. They are nothing to be concerned or worried about, but because somewhere along the way, somebody started having a fit about about them, this is something you'll see specified a lot on wine labels. Italian wines are very much the same way. They're not adding a lot of sulfites to their wines. They're not trying to screw with it. They don't need too they're making good wine so if you're making maybe cheap wine or low you know Mm. just something a little lesser quality you know i'm assuming that fry vineyards doesn't necessarily own the vineyards that they're buying these from Ah. so it's grown it said in like coordination with california's uh organic services okay so there will be farmers that just have vineyards and grow wine grow grapes just to sell to winemakers. Oh yeah, I've heard about this in films. Yes, like, so not every winery owns their grapes. Some oh. of them have their own grape blocks. They have, it's yeah. usually measured in hectares or acres, depending on where you are in the world. And you can own your own vineyards and make all your own grapes that way. But sometimes you want something that you doesn't grow where you own vines. Oh. So you'll buy Melbeck. Melbeck grapes are from South America. Yeah, typically Argentina. So if you want to make good Melbeck, you have a great idea for a Melbeck. You know a farmer down there who's growing really great Melbeck grapes, and you want to have those brought up, and then you start the process of making the wine with their grapes. Is it time-sensitive? Like, what's the time? There's got to be a time-sensitive nature to getting those grapes from Argentina to California, let's say. Yeah, good question. I honestly haven't ever asked how long it takes them to get their grapes. Yeah. But I know I'm lots thinking of like importation stuff. Don't mm-hmm. they have to evaluate, make sure there's no like, I don't know, bad bugs in them or something? I, there's, don't, I don't know how that works. There probably is some sort of uh, immigration yeah. process for the fruit. That's really fascinating for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes, but I mean, people, a lot of vineyards do it here yeah. stateside. Yeah. So they must be able to get it here soon enough. And yeah. I if you leave the stems intact, uh-huh. I think your fruit arrives in a little better condition. That's it what doesn't... I heard too. Like, especially when you buy fruit from the grocery store to yeah. eat, like don't take them off 
Yeah. Before, like I have a habit of taking out like all of my grapes <laughs> so that I don't have to work as hard when I'm ready to eat them. So I like, I wash them and then I take them off the stem and then I have them already prepackaged. And, but then and you just, have like two days to yeah. eat them. Yeah. And I didn't know that until someone told me like, you should leave it on the stem. And I was like, but it's so much work to pull them off the stem while I'm, <laughs> when well, I'm either ready to eat. You're working now or you're working later. <laughs> I'd rather work now and then enjoy <laughs> later. I'm going to enjoy the fruits. Get it? The fruits of my labor later. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great for me um yeah so i imagine there is a ticking clock but if they leave them on the vine like uh, on the stems more you're probably going to get better fruit that way okay yeah yeah no totally okay so i'm assuming fry doesn't own these vineyards they're just buying them from certified organic growers and then they probably also have to um abide by sort of like organic winemaking methods too i'm not super versed on organic winemaking methods i can just tell you it's like your fruits and vegetables they're not spraying them with things they're not adding things that are harmful to the earth so if we were just talking about the two major categories white wine versus red wine besides the color grape is there other or are there other major differences between white and red that or you know if we were to generalize some adjectives or descriptions of both white wine and red wine are are there any major differences that we want to be mindful of do you mean in taste in anything (laughs) (laughs) across the board so besides color yeah um that's a good question i'm tannins so tannins are a major difference there are no tannins found in white wines oh Okay. Because, again, they're just not smushing the skins. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, tannins typically from your red wines come from the skins and the parts Ah. that aren't the flesh, not the fruit. And tannins are really good for you because... Tannins are not necessarily healthy or unhealthy. Yeah, sorry. I meant I was going to finish my sentence by saying really good for you if you are bleeding because tannins can actually help stop bleeding. Like, we tannins are found in uh, black tea. Oh, yes. And so whenever any of my patients, like I took out a tooth and yeah. they're bleeding like a day later, I have them bite down on a, uh, a gre- either a green tea bag or a black tea bag. One of them has more tannins, but both have tannins. Yeah. Uh, but they'll bite down on a tea bag and it helps slow down or clot. So that's whenever I think, tan- think tannins, I think blood clotting. If you're bleeding, maybe don't drink a bottle of wine, though. <laughs> I know, because alcohol down. doesn't help, because alcohol actually makes your blood thinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to make you make bad choices, too, if you drink yeah. enough of it. <laughs> then you'll fall down, you might but, be yeah. bleeding in two places. <laughs> but that's what I think of when I think of tannins. But so, yes, I apologize. They're not good or bad. Yes, yeah, so tannins in wine come from the skin on the red grapes, and it's part of what balances the ultimate wine Ah. like when you get to the end the amount of tannins you have you Uh want to balance with the amount of uh, acid in the fruit so the decisions that the winemaker is making while making the wine from you know the stomping and the pressing and all that fun stuff to the fermentation and that's all going to affect tannin acidity balance you know when you said the the stomping it made me think of those commercials on tv (laughs) when they were stomping on the grape for the grape juice yeah. you know and I was like wouldn't it be fun if we went to a vineyard and like participated in a grape wine stomp. grape stomping do those they, exist they do so winemakers aren't making wine that way anymore like they're Bummer. using machines I know of you course. know um but there are there are stomp uh parties yeah basically at some vineyards I, I like don't that. know if they actually let you stomp grapes though oh then never I, mind I think they label it that way because they're going to Rest the grapes and it's like we've harvested everything and now we're gonna stomp like come on up for the stomp the grape party and i don't know if they actually stomp grapes anymore because i mean like if anybody knows of a winery yeah. no not a winery <laughs> a vineyard that lets yeah. you stomp on grapes like literally for me to yeah. like stomp <laughs> on the grapes in a big tub of something of yeah. grapes uh yeah. please let me know I would like to go grape stomping. Yeah, I know there's a local winery here in Arizona, LDV, uh-huh. and they do annual, couple annual parties ah. at their, I'm blanking on where their vineyards are now, but it's in Northern Arizona. And I want to say I saw them do a grape stomp party, but I can't recall if they actually let you stomp I will grapes. do some so research and report I'll, I'll back. Keep, I'll keep my eye out Yes, too. please. Yeah. Thank you. So what other questions do you have about white and red wine? Uh, so else? far, that's it. Let's try it. So okay. this first one is the organic... Territory, white table wine from California. Yes. USDA <laughs> organic. It's really all it gave us on the label. Again, not a wine I would normally buy because it's so nondescript. And I'm like, it's literally a shot in the dark whether or not you're going to like this wine. 
Uh, 13.5% alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's all I got, too, from here. Okay, cool. Let's go. So it has the same amount of, like, almost no bubbles as your first Ah, one that we had in the Moscato. Little tiny ones. Yep. And I can smell, I can totally smell that it's it's wine. Like, <laughs> like I can smell alcohol. Yeah, it does. You can smell, smell alcohol. Because this one's much fruits? higher. I smell a little green apple, maybe a little lemon zest, like the peel of a lemon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching you get right up in there. I can I can taste lemon, ish. Mm-hmm. I think is that lemon that I taste? Yeah, definitely some bright citrusy. I wish someone was in my brain. They could <laughs> tell me what I'm tasting. Um, tart. It bright is tart. Fruit. Yeah. Um, my mouth is dry after. It is dry. Yeah, it's not leaving a lot of watering, and it's definitely leaving more of that tannic feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's a drier wine. Um. Yeah, interesting. There's something in here that's sort of almost bitter, almost, I don't know, what's... Eh, for me. <laughs> but this is the kind of wine where I'd just be sipping and nursing. But yes. that's like, uh, anything, any kind of wine, though, is me nursing. But mes- besides <laughs> Moscato, every other wine I will be nursing, so... And this, as a table wine, it's something that you can drink with just about anything oh, you're putting on the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. So it's not it's not a bold wine where it's going to interfere. Like, you could have a salad with this, and you could move on to your main course with, with this, this. And it's not going to mess with the flavors of your food. So this is kind of like a safe wine, yeah. a table blend, or what is this, a, a, a table wine? Yeah. Or a blend would be a good choice if you weren't really sure what wine to pair up with your food and you wanted a safe one. Or maybe you have a big party of people and you're not really, you know, so maybe a table wine might be a good option because it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you had a big event and you had a bunch of people that you had to have wine for, this isn't a bad choice. How much uh, about was that? Ah, good question. I think they had them on sale. I think the regular price was somewhere around 12 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's an average. That's yeah. Thing. I think you told me once like 12 to $15 is yeah. just a pretty. Not an overly expensive yeah. bottle of wine. Cause yeah. like when I was going down the wine, I, I saw ones that were like $3 and in my <laughs> mind I was like, uh, don't know uh, if I want to get that. Is that even wine? <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So Trader Joe's is very well known for what used to be called two buck chuck. Oh. It's their own Charles Schwab wine. Oh. And it was $2. Uh-huh. Probably like your 9% Moscato level of alcohol, maybe even a little bit less. Um, just super low quality, just something that'll get you drunk. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, well, I don't know, but when I think of beer, I think that there's like really cheap beer and really like good beer. I don't know what yeah. they are, but I know of them. Because, <laughs> like, I've seen where, like, people are like, oh, you know, I'll go cheap today. And they order, like, this kind of beer. And then they're like, no, I'm going to go fancy today. And it's, like, really expensive beer. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yes. Yeah, you can totally just, like, Charles Schwab, the two-buck chuck. It's now about three fifty a bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things have gone up. So, uh but that's just a wine that you're going to drink if you're a kid and you don't, you know, you're young, you're new yeah. to wine drinking. You just kind of want something that's not necessarily, you're not drinking it to appreciate all the nuances yeah. or the winemaking involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just looking for a cheap buzz. That'll do. Kind of like a generic, like the yeah. generic soda pop at the grocery store. Exactly. Or the, yeah. Okay. Got you. Okay, yeah. cool. What do you think about, have you, wait, you haven't had this one. Uh, Actually, you haven't had either one of these, did you say? Mm-mm. Okay. So what do you think about? Would you buy it again? I don't think so. It doesn't wow me enough, and there are enough wines on the shelf mm. to where I feel like I can keep trying new things. Yeah. Um, it doesn't wow me enough to go, oh, yeah, I definitely pick this up again. I wonder why it was the last lone one, like the last lone standing one. Isn't that wild? There were tons of red and one white. Yeah. And I was like, well, I need a white wine. And. <laughs> Somebody apparently likes this wine. It's, Somebody. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, it doesn't have an oaky. It doesn't taste like it's been aged in oak. There's no buttery. Like typically in white wines that have, you won't get this in the Sauv Blanc either. I should have brought an oak aged one. Um, you won't get, or I'm sorry, in wines that have been aged in oak barrels, you will get 
different flavors that that imparts onto the wine. So uh, especially when there's like with the yeast involved, like Chardonnays, uh, you'll get buttery, buttery hints of oak. You can almost oh, taste the oak okay. or the caramel, vanilla. Oh, really? Type of okay. flavors that are left from, and the that's containers. typically Chardonnay. Chardonnay. There's yeah, not a lot of other white wines are aged. What other? Okay, so we like have that? a Sauv Blanc, and this is a blend that we have. So yeah. well, then then I can so think of Chardonnay be, as a white wine. What other yes. like major class? Or is this called a class? Like I'm thinking of all the different <laughs> classes of white wines that I'm familiar with. Uh, there's a lot of white wines. Um, Pinot Grigio. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. Pinot Grigio is white. Pinot Noir is red. That's correct. how I remember. <laughs> yes, yes. So Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris, oh. G-R-I-S. Oh, okay. It's the same grape. It just, Pinot, uh, just depends on where you're from. Pinot Gris is what they call it in France. Oh. Pinot Grigio is what they call it in oh, Italy. Okay. Um, some of the wines it, you'll find in like Alsace, Germany. Alsace is in France. Germany wines, uh, these are on the sweeter side, so oh. these are some wines you might enjoy. Gewürztraminer. Never even heard of it. And Viognier. Viognier. Okay, I've never heard of that either. Viognier. Viognier. Yeah. Viognier. Perfect. Uh, Viognier is a little sweeter white wine. Oh, maybe uh, I'll it's look for them. closer to a Riesling. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Riesling. So it depends oh. on the Riesling. So Got Riesling... You was one of the most fascinating wines I studied oh. because there are so many styles. Oh. And it, much like your Moscato, uh-huh. uh, Germany has taken to labeling uh, a scale of sweetness. They oh. call it trocken. Trocken means dry. So there's a scale of how, how dry it is or not dry it is. Uh-huh. If it's not dry, it's sweet. And um, so if you get some that are on the actually drier side, they still taste very fruit forward because that's that grape. Ah. You can't remove that. Yeah. But if you get them on the drier side and they're grown in like really nice reason, re- nice regions known like to grow really good Riesling grapes like Mazel, you just, you get a really nice Riesling. Ooh, like I tried okay. a really nice Riesling in class there. I was like, I had Rieslings years ago that were just made, you know, like two buck chuck kind yeah. of Rieslings. They're $6 a bottle. And I was like, this is just kind of a sugary water. Interesting. Okay. Um, and, but I've had some really nice Rieslings since taking this course. And I like, okay, okay. Yeah. I got a little bit of an education on Rieslings and I was <laughs> like, all right, I have more appreciation because there's a lot more, you can do a lot with that grape. Because oh. of its sugar content, you can up the alcohol and make it dry and make it sweet. And it's a really fun wine to try. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say if you think you don't like Riesling, maybe do a little reading on Riesling. Mm-hmm. And um, if you get to Germany, go on a tasting. I am going to Paris later this summer. Okay. Are you going to the south? I have no idea where I'm going. Paris is right in the middle, north, probably, no middle-ish. Mm. Um, south of France is on my bucket I think list. I have a friend there that has a winery. She invited me what? to stay with her. I should reach out to her. When is this? This is July? the third week of August. You want to come with me? Oh, it's in August. I'll be yes. done house-sitting by then. Okay, come with me. Oh, my God. I got to get my passport. <laughs> <laughs> More motivation for you to get your passport. Uh, stay yeah. tuned, people. I yeah. will get this done. You can come. Oh, I think you'd have a blast. Oui, oui, Paris. She does a lot of tours. Like that's her job. Like her her company is to uh, she have owns people, the company. Well, her company that she runs it's a small side business, mm-hmm. but she she organizes tours in the winery area that she lives in, and I think her husband owns the winery. She is a U.S. citizen now, France citizen, I think. Cool. But um, she uh, yeah, she does. I'll tours. find out more information. Like food and beverage. Yeah, tours? yeah, yeah. How cool. I will get more information. Definitely get more info. Yeah, she was actually one of my mentors when I was a little kid in high school. Yeah, what? and then we so just kept in touch. Arizona. Ever since. Yeah, yeah. So she she's speaks from Phoenix. Really good English. Yes, <laughs> and knows a lot about wine and food. Yes, maybe she wants to come on an episode. Oh my gosh! Yes, she could zoom, zoom, zoom with us. Totally. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to talk to her about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gotta get my passport. I gotta write yes. that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, okay, so we just had the uh, white table wine By from territory. California. Yep, and now we are going to try Florina yes. Sauv Blanc. Florina Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon, and nope. it's my hope. Sauvignon. 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 Sauvignon Blanc. 
like that. The end kind of has that, like the Spanish with mm-hmm. the jalapeno, like it has that. Savion. Savion. Savion Blanc. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Not too many bubbles in this one. No, Clear, this as, lemony. Just about as flat as flat could be. I think Got I have a little you. piece of cork in my glass. Okay. I'm just going to fish that out because I don't want to drink it. <laughs> if that happens, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not going to kill you. Um, Sauvignon Blanc Fiber. is... <laughs> yeah, right. Sauvignon Blanc is considered a French variety, a French grape. Oh, okay. That's where it came from, but it is grown all over the world these days. And like I said, the great ones, New Zealand's New Zealand. killing it. But oh, when I was in Fiji, I really... I, I actually have a friend. I met a friend when I was in Fiji. She volunteered with us, and she is from New Zealand. And uh, that's okay. as far as... That's as close to New Zealand as I've ever gotten. And you're like, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, but uh, now that I have a friend in New Zealand, I'd like to travel there. And I've, I've always wanted to go there. It's on there. my it's bucket beautiful list. New place. Zealand and Australia? Oh, yeah. I'm kind of concerned I might not come back. Yeah, that's because not a problem for... They're I mean, English speaking. Yeah, they are. So it's kind of an easy country to move to. Oh, yeah. And they're super friendly. Yes. When you go... It's beautiful. I will go too. And the Hemsworths are there. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least part of the year. But there's also yes. a lot of snakes and bugs and things I don't love. Well, there's like bug spray and a knife snake you can carry spray? with you. I mean, there's bear spray. There's got to be snake spray or something. God. Okay. okay. So, uh, like I said, a French grape, but grown all over the world. And let's see what this one's I'm smelling. On it. A sniffy sniff. It's pretty. Did you <laughs> snort it? <laughs> That no, is, I just tilted it a little too close to my nose. That's the downside for this. I did the same thing earlier. <laughs> I like, got my lip wet trying to smell it. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's not as strong as the other one. Like right. I, I remember how like the other one I was like, oh, I really smell this one. Uh, this one is. Doesn't smell as alcohol. No. It might be a little lower percentage. It's got to tell us somewhere on there. Somewhere. Somewhere. It, it does say CCOF certified organic. Okay. That must be a U.S. thing. 2020. But no percentage on the bottom even of the label? Huh. It is wine. I can confirm. <laughs> What's right here? That oh, corner. right. You're right. Okay, thank you. Good eyeballs. Yes. Uh, 12%. 12%. I was going to say, it's the tiniest little print I've ever done. Yeah. That's in an odd location. I've never <laughs> seen the percentage put in that corner before. I've never seen it quite so small. <laughs> or light. Like, look, it's barely it's, even, a, it's like a gray It's barely color gray, font. Yeah. So I do get a little tropical note, like a little bit of peachish from the smell, but I really have to try to smell it. Like the smell is not pronounced. But on the taste, it's kind of bright, like green apple and lemon, citrus. Is, is water the best way to clear out your taste buds? Uh, water or you can um, crackers. Like something that has no flavor. You know what I mean? Oh, You're so like not a, my popcorn. <laughs> you could try popcorn. I'm not going to, it's not going to affect it much. But like if you wanted to just cleanse your palate, if you want to cleanse your sniffer and you're sniffing a lot of wines, uh, coffee beans in between smelling kind of resets oh, everything because really? okay. they're so on the opposite end of wine. Oh. It resets your nose and kind of, you know. But when you get into wine tasting and you're traveling around to wineries and you start smelling everything, you're like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I need to go outside. All I can smell is wine. I don't know what I'm tasting, but I can definitely tell a difference between this white wine and the other white wine. You can tell this is one grape. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like there's just one taste. Okay. I, I, uh-huh. It has, to me, it's fairly acidic. It makes my mouth water, but leaves it a little dry. Yeah. It's more, uh, like, my, my mouth is more moist than the other one. Yeah. And this, I just get a lot of bright fruit, like bright green apple lemon. I get, like, a ton mm. of lemon on the front, like Granny Smith apple. I would agree with that because it's a little soury. Like Granny Smith apples have always been a little sour to me. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I can taste that. Mm-hmm. It's very simple Sauvignon Blanc. You get, like on the end, I get a little bit of, um. it's it's peach, but it's like if you let your peaches ferment, like stewed peach mm-hmm. or... okay. Really cooked fruit, peach, cooked tropical fruit gotcha. kind of notes. Like they've reduced down uh-huh. into something really intense almost. So it's not like a, like 
if damn I should have done a like a horizontal tasting and just brought like a Sauv Blanc from here and then a Sauv Blanc from New Zealand yeah so you could taste we should probably consider that in the future because like the whole Moscato thing all three were Moscato we could tell the difference because now I'm like shucks but the thing is I also like being able to to taste like a Chardonnay versus a Sauv Blanc versus a Pinot Grigio versus you know because that's also helpful to me as a learner or a beginner mm-hmm. of wine yeah uh i can't like that's why i say like specifically i can tell there's a difference like between this wine and the other one i don't know what the difference is i just can tell the difference can you taste a quality difference is one more your style than the other uh let me try again <laughs> do it <laughs> okay so this is the table one yes Yeah, I like the table one more. Do you? Yeah, this one. <laughs> Let me get some my, water, mm-hmm. cleanse my palate, and then I'll come back to it. This one's very sour and bitter to me. Is this, it? This uh, Sauv Blanc. Uh-huh. The, the uh, table wine is fruitier to me. Okay. And I can... Now that I taste them side by side or like right one right after the other, I can yeah. tell that there's multiple grapes in this one, the table wine versus the Sauv Blanc. Because the Sauv Blanc just has it's like very monotone. Boom. Yeah. It's like right up yeah, in your face. Right there. This is what mm-hmm. I am. And the table wine, it's a little harder to discern. It's yeah. sort of like, it's clear they added some of this, added some of that to try to make it appease just about yeah. anybody. I mean, if I had to pick the between the two, I would pick the table wine. That's a shocking turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> because the Sauv Blanc is so, is perky and fruitier and brighter to me, that's oh. the way I would go. Oh, no, I not like me. that really perky brightness to the white wine. Like, I guess if I drink a white wine, most of the time I'm looking for acidic and water, like I want my oh. mouth to water a little bit and I want to taste the, the grape a little yeah. bit more. The, the table wine is just a little underdone for me. Something interesting. S- probably whatever they hit the majority guy in there, it just isn't like the best example. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not a $30 bottle of wine. It's not the best example of the grapes in it, but huh. uh, it just doesn't have enough of a punch for me in any one direction to where I'd want to get it again. It's not um, bad by any means. No. Okay, wine. Um, I'd still pick my Moscato, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay. It's not yeah. a terrible wine. And the best, again, the best wine is the wine you like. Yeah. The wine mm-hmm. you're going to drink. If there's a wine that you know yeah. you enjoy. I think I've wasted a lot of glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. But, I mean, you're yeah. not the only one. Yeah. Again, part of my, uh, I guess, motivation to mm-hmm. take a course in learning about wine is learning how to read labels yeah. and find wines that could be fun to try and totally. even when you even when everything is right on a label uh-huh. anything could go bad of course in the winemaking process or you never know how that wine got shipped mm-hmm. how it how mm-hmm. it gets to you how you know if it was stored hopefully it was stored properly yeah and you know there's a little bit of what they call bottle shock sometimes so like if your wine has traveled from a place like hopefully it's had time to sit and rest oh get its bearings and then you open it and try it but like you just never like Kind of the fun about wine is that there's a little bit of mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I like that. Like this, it, it reads like a good wine on the label. Let's see what happens. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I've been pleasantly surprised by lots of wines that I was like, I don't know, it might be good. I'm like, oh, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. I like those kinds of surprises. Yeah, and then <laughs> you can you can get a bottle where you're like, oh, this comes from this region. Oh, it has this, you know, this distinction on it. It's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, damn, that kind of fell short. <laughs> I mm. got I got excited and it didn't quite hit the mark. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, try try all the wines. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking right now, we'll put the uh, the specific wines that we're using yeah. in our descriptor. Oh, yeah. And if you want to get the same wines and drink along with us and have the conversation and see what you think about how we reacted to these wines. That would be a fun thing to do. I took pictures so I can post the wine the day before Perfect. or maybe a couple of days before. Yeah. Well, I guess this one's only going to come out the day before I think because <laughs> I'm just, yeah. No, barely. this one's coming out next week. Oh yeah. 
Yes, you're right. Cool. I, I will get this out. So I will post on our Instagram and yeah. our stories and on our wall. I'll just put it straight up on the wall yeah. so people can find it. But I will tell you what wines we're drinking so that you can maybe have a chance to go buy them. Yeah. In the Phoenix area, mine were at Sprouts. I think most of Miley's are at probably Sprouts, Fries. Fries and Costco. And Costco. But they're... I found them at so many different places. Yeah, because I've definitely seen Barefoot. Yeah, Barefoot's everywhere. And Stella Rosa's, it used to, I I used to only be able to find Stella Rosa at like BevMo or Total Wine and More. But now I see it at Walmart and Fry's. And then uh, the third Moscato, the pink Moscato, I got at Costco. Okay. There you go. So, so you yeah. may have to have a membership to get that, but, um, you know. Well, I you, don't know. I, that's the only place I've, I mean, I haven't looked anywhere else. If but. you find a pink Moscato yeah. elsewhere, just sip that with us. Yeah, totally. Or pick your favorite bottle of wine and, and sip <laughs> that while we, while we drink. Like, For sure. Yeah, the, the, the world is your oyster. Do what yeah. you want. I had a lot of fun Me with this too. episode. Thank you so much, Mandy. Thank you. Uh, stay tuned. Our yes. other episodes are coming up. We're going to be talking about red wine. Yes. And cider beer and... No, cider and sour beer. Yes. Oh, Ciders I, and sour beer. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> those are really fun. Yeah. Mr. Boyfriend's gotten me into sour beers and goza. Oh, yeah, yeah, another yeah. Another style mm-hmm, of beer mm-hmm. where they salt it. We may be taking this party into August. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. And I recently, well, I've always had, uh, I've always enjoyed cider. Yeah. And, uh, and someone took me to a place where they had cider slushies which oh, yes. was super fun too so hopefully we can do some of that but yeah i think i think this this my this party is gonna probably go into august i like it uh and just you made me think of my birthday coming up and the place where i think we're going to have a happy hour has a cider slushy yeah 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 they either do a sl- cider slush they do a sour slushy with i'll sour do beer. i guess I, I've, I've i've had a couple sour beers mm-hmm. and i had yeah. a good time with them yeah if they're yeah. fruity enough I don't like it when it tastes like fruit and beer. I don't like when it tastes like beer. Right. <laughs> I, I like some beer. Yeah. But I don't want my beer to taste like fruit yeah. in the beer. Yeah. Like that's just strange to me. That's like not the style of beer I'm after. So um, I'm a little fussy about sour. I like sours. I don't like all fruited beers. I'm looking forward to trying your Goza. I didn't try it the other oh, night. Oh, you didn't. That's right. But I'm looking forward, because you've been talking about this for at least a month or two. Oh, my so gosh. I'm looking forward to trying it soon. I'm not going to tell people what it's called. I'm going to make you wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you better stay tuned. Yeah, I'll post it on the Instagram. Sweet, though, sweet, so you sweet. Can yeah. see what it is and track some down. Uh, I think it's by a brewery out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. But it's available in Arizona, yeah. so I'm sure you can find it in your local craft beer shops. Cool, cool. Well. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. If you want to follow us on uh, social media, please find us on Instagram at Woman Get In, on Facebook at Woman Get In, and our website is available as well for episode listening and just browsing facts about Miley and I, www.womangetin.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come find us. Love you. Love you too.